You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Bachelor in Paradise and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 248. I am your host, Reality Steve, and we are talking F-Boy Island this week. We got one of the three leads, Sarah Emig, on the show to talk about that decision. Yes, the one you've all been talking about since last Thursday when the last four episodes of F-Boy Island dropped. So we'll get to that momentarily. Wanted to talk to you. A couple things that I wanted to get to. One is bachelor related since that's the number one question I keep getting, but who's going to be the bachelor who's going to be the bachelor. And yesterday I I referenced it in my column and I'll say it again. I'm hearing rumblings. I heard more today and until I can find out exactly the, the one thing about the bachelor and we know this because they do it every season, multiple people sign contracts to be the next lead because they want to have things in place. It's the only thing that they can keep secret. And so in the past, I've been able to lay it out there and say, I know that this person's going to be the bachelor or bachelorette, and it's been right. Sometimes I've said it because I was told, yeah, their contract is ready to go. They've even filmed stuff for their intro. And I was like, okay, solid enough for me. And I've run with it and it's been wrong. So yeah, this is always something that is always ever changing. Um, And so when I hear rumblings, it's like, okay, but I even asked, like, did they sign a contract? And if they say yes, I'm like, okay, but even that doesn't, <laughs> even that doesn't uh, assure anything. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing more, and I'm trying to determine exactly how strong it is, and if and when I want to run with it. So we'll see. Um, we could be close. I'm trying to get something finalized this weekend, but um, trust me, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass here. Uh, I'm hearing things and it's starting to build momentum. So with that said, I don't, I don't want to throw out any names yet because then it's going to turn into, Oh, reality. Steve said, this guy is the new bachelor. It's like, I'm not saying who it is. I'm just saying where I'm hearing they're leaning. And you know, it's like, it's, it's another one of these things where once I release it, it won't be official until that person is announced either on whatever they do it, Kimmel or GMA, however they're going to do it end of paradise, something somehow. Um, but yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. Um, uh, if, if this is, um, you know, something that's legit, like I said, I, I've heard a couple names, but there's one that's building momentum. So take it for what it's worth. Um, hopefully I'll have something soon enough and I'll get it to you as soon as I can. Now it's story time. I alluded to this on Twitter a couple days ago. My fan appreciation party in Las Vegas was set for next Friday night, and I canceled it because of the Delta variant and having 100 people in a room, even though they were all vaccinated. It just wasn't something that I wanted to do, and I didn't want to have that burden on me, and I just didn't think it was smart. The Delta variant is a real thing. It is very serious. Um so I just didn't want to have a party. And 
but obviously I had my trip booked that weekend for Las Vegas next weekend, so I'm so I'm going. And for the last year and a half or so, when it first popped up on the radar, there were announcements in Las Vegas that an Olive Garden was being built on the Strip. And <laughs> you know, how, I mean, if you followed me for any amount of time, you know how much I love the Olive Garden. So the other day, on Monday, it became official because I hadn't heard anything in a while. I know COVID slowed down the building process and all that stuff. I didn't know when it was opening. Well, on Monday, it was just announced it's opening Monday, August 30th, so less than two weeks now. And it opens at 11 a.m., like all Olive Garden restaurants do, for lunch. And um, that's the day I was leaving to go back home, to come back to Dallas. And I had a 9 a.m. flight. Emphasize the word had, a 9 a.m. flight. I'm not joking. On Monday, when I found this out, I called the Olive Garden restaurant. And I asked to speak to a manager. And I said, this is going to and I'm not lying when I said, I said, this is going to sound like a weird request, but I just saw the announcement that you guys are opening up on August 30th at 11 a.m. I said, is there any way that I can reserve a spot to be your first customer? And she's like, oh, well, how many are in your party? I'm like, no, there's no party here. This is a party of one. I said, I have a uh, a weird obsession with your restaurant. I love it. I worked there 25 years ago for three months, and I talk about it all the time, and I'm just a big fan, and I've always been keeping up with this one being built on the Strip, but I want now that I'm going to actually be in town on the day that you're opening – it just work. It's working out perfect. But is there a way so I could get in? I want to be like the first customer. And she's like, "Well, we're only taking reservations for eight or more, but there's plenty. We will have walk-ins that day." And I said, "Well, what do you suggest? Get there at ten thirty, ten o'clock." I said, "I'll get there at ten. I don't care." I go, "I, I, I go right now. I have a flight, a nine a.m. flight out that morning, but I will change my flight." And she's like, "Yeah, I, I would say if you get here by ten and just wait, I, I would think you would." have a really good shot of getting in rather early. I said, okay. So I called American Airlines, and I changed my flight. I'm now flying out of Vegas at 3 o'clock on Monday afternoon, the 30th, so I can eat at Olive Garden right when they open. I'm going to have my suitcase with me, and I'm going to go straight to the airport from there. Oh, the things I do for the Olive Garden. That is a true story, and I wouldn't make something like that up. So yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at with my love for the OG, and I can't wait. Like I'm trying to think about it. It's like it's the Olive Garden. It's opening on the Strip on a Monday. Is there going to be a line around the corner? Are there going to be people camped out in sleeping bags to be to be the first ones in? I I I, I gotta believe no. I think I'll be good at 10 o'clock to show up there and just wait outside the door with a suitcase. I mean, they're going to think I'm absolutely bonkers, but hey, I don't care. I'm just racking my brain now. It's like, what do I get? 
do I get my I only there's only four dishes I get there. I get rigatoni and meatballs or fettuccine chicken alfredo or chicken parm or the tour of Italy. The only four dishes I ever get. Then obviously with breadsticks and super salad, whatever I feel like that day. I have not had Olive Garden since I started my diet on July 5th. So this is going to be a splurge for me, just like I'm sure the rest of the weekend will be. Um, I don't I, I don't plan on eating too clean in Vegas. It's very tough, too. So um, I will take a step back that weekend, but I think I've been pretty good for the last seven weeks. So I am... Um, so I'm like racking my brain. Which what do I get? I asked her. I'm like, hey, so what's the deal? Are you guys the biggest one? And she's like, no, I think we're tied with one of the other restaurants for biggest, you know, square footage or whatever. But I guess their decor is going to be different because if you've been to the Olive Garden, every single one of them pretty much looks exactly the same. You know, same decor in all of them. She said apparently the one in Vegas is going to have a completely different decor than every other restaurant. I, I'm, I can't believe I'm talking about Olive Garden decor. Okay, let's just get going. Let's just get going. All right, here we go. Podcast number 248 with Sarah Emig. Okay, let's bring her in. So excited to talk to her or anyone uh, from this season of F-Boy Island, for that matter. She was one of the three women featured on this first season of F-Boy Island that dropped its final four episodes last week on HBO Max. She made somewhat of a controversial decision with her choice, which we'll get to in a bit. It is Sarah Emig. Sarah, how are you? Hey, Steve. I'm good. How are you doing? You know what? I didn't even ask you. Is it Emig or Emig? <laughs> um, everyone asked that. It's Emig. Did I say Emig? What did I say? I already forgot. I think I think you said it right the first time. Okay, I, I said it. Emig. It's <laughs> yeah. wait, it's Emig. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. There's a lot to get to here, and so glad that you were able to come on and and join us and discuss this awesome first season of F-Boy Island that uh, we believe now has already been set to go for a second season, which I also want to get into with you because clearly they can't do exactly what they just did because everyone will, <laughs> everyone will have watched and they'll know, okay, well, if you're one of the girls, uh, why would you choose an F-Boy at the end knowing that you won't be able to determine where the money goes? So, And if you're an F-Boy, why you know you're not getting money. So I, I don't know. they got, they got to change things up for season two. But... Um, let's start with you right away. Usually when I cover the bachelor, the bachelorette, and we deal with that show, we already know who the bachelorette is because they were usually on a season of the bachelor. So we have an idea about their background for you guys, mm -hmm. for you and CJ and Nakia, we got a little bit of who you are and a little bit about you, but I, I, I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into that about kind of who you are, where you're from your relationship history. So kind of just fill everybody in where, where did you grow up and what, well, first off, start with that. Where'd you, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Yeah, well, this is something that I don't think was put in the final cut either. Um, just cause I think there's like so many backgrounds and so many people to keep track of, but yeah, I think, um, so I was, I'm from Cincinnati. Uh, my dad was in the air force. So I'm from literally all over the place. I've lived in like Oklahoma, Japan, DC, uh, I probably lived in like seven different houses in my life. So I'm I'm from all over. Um, and then I guess I majored in psychology and um, entrepreneurship in school or in college. And then um, from there, I did like a sales job uh, and like hated my life. <laughs> and then that's when I turned into um, social media management. And, um, you know, that was during COVID. And I got furloughed from 
my sales job, decided to start my own business, and then um, the show found me. So it was pretty good timing on my part. Well, how did the show find you? How exactly did this come about? Because we've heard it from other shows, whether it was Too Hot to Handle or Love Island, where they basically recruit people and just kind of send out feelers on Instagram and stuff like that. Is, mm-hmm. that, how, is that how they found you? Yeah, they found me on Instagram. Uh, I only had like 3,000 followers, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who was doing the recruiting, but they, yeah, they found me. And then I just kept interview, interviewing for the role and it just kept working out and working out. But um, it was super last minute. I, ca- I think I came in at like the very last second because I didn't even get my plane ticket until like two days before we had to leave for the island. Mm. Um, so it was, it was a very quick process and like a super whirlwind of emotions and like decisions to make. Um, but yeah, so I got in at the last second. Well, for a new show like this, I, I got to imagine they did not tell you exactly what you were getting into, right? Like they weren't pitching you like, right. hey, the show is called F Boy Island. It's going to be three of you and two other women, and there's going to be half a cast is going to be nice guys, and half the cast is going to be F boys. There's going to be money involved. Like, how did they? How were they pitching it to you when you were going through the interview process? Well, we didn't know. The girls didn't know it was going to be called F Boy Island. Um, I think if I we did know that, <laughs> it would I would have like come at it a little bit differently. But um, yeah, I guess. Like they pitched it to us as like a bachelor slash love island type of show where, you know, there would be a bunch of guys. They did tell the girls that there were going to be three girls, but I think they told the guys that there was going to be more girls. Mm. So I think I think they thought there was going to be more more girls and like more of like a love island situation. But I think their goal was to make it more of like a like a feminist approach to like the bachelor or something, because um, I think they wanted to do a, a, mo- a more modern take on dating because in the real world that you don't have a bunch of eligible bachelors like you do on the bachelor or bachelorette. Um, you, you, you really, it's like you you really do have to figure out who's a nice guy and who's an F boy and like figure out who's, who wants to be with you for the right reasons. Or if you know, someone's really in it for love, you know, they didn't really lie when they did that. It is a mix between bachelor and love Island really is what it is. Mm -hmm. So they didn't technically lie, but they didn't also tell the full truth (laughs) of, of what you're getting into. So in terms of your um, relationship history, like how many long-term serious relationships have you had? And and did you tend to date F boys in the past? No. So this is really funny because I think that's, that's all you see on the show is me like choosing this one F boy over and over again. But in in real life, I've actually never gone for an F boy before. Um, I always go, have gone with like the more, stable option. I'm also really secure in myself. So I don't go out. I've never been the type of person to like go out seeking a relationship. I feel like the best type of relationship is like when two complete people come together to form like a partnership or um, like a relationship like that. Um, So yeah, this is completely new for me. I've only had like one serious relationship before um, and he was definitely not an F boy. (laughs) Okay. So one serious relationship. So you get down there, you you find out you're getting cast, you get your plane ticket. Like you said, two days before you're kind of thrown Mm -hmm. into this whirlwind. I'm assuming you guys had to quarantine. In fact, I'm almost positive you did because Mm -hmm. the F boy Island Instagram account was showing the guys before the show started, you know, hanging out or whatever. So how long did you get to hang out Mm -hmm. with CJ and Nakia before filming started? Were you allowed to see them during, quarantine or no yeah well we so we all had a quarantine in our separate hotel rooms which kind of sucked it kind of felt (laughs) it kind of felt like jail or something because they would have to bring us our food three times a day we couldn't leave the we couldn't leave the place but we did luckily have a balcony 
So um, all the girls stayed in the same building. So we would go out on the balcony and we would do something called squat o'clock, which is where we just like did exercises out on the balcony together. So that was fun. Um, I mean, there's only so much bonding you can do when you're, you're out on a balcony together. Yeah. <laughs> but um, at, yeah, at least we were able to like have each other and talk. And um, a couple of the producers were staying in that same building as well. So we got to know a couple of them. Did they, did you, were you able to ever see the guys? Or were they on a completely separate side that you couldn't even see them hanging out on their balconies? Yeah, so they were on a completely separate side. I don't think they wanted any of us like seeing gotcha. any sneak peeks of who we were going to see on the island. <laughs> okay, so it starts and gosh, I mean, that first episode you had to give out three bracelets. I don't remember who you gave yours to um, off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, me neither, honestly. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, do you remember? And, and I was going to ask, do you remember? And then why did you give certain guys certain rose, uh, roses, uh, bracelets, um, but you don't really remember who you did? I don't know. I, I do remember. I, I'm kidding. I kind of had to go back and remember, though, like when I watched it for the first time. So I gave my first one to Colin and then anthony and then rhino um and rhino you don't get to see a lot of because he had a medical emergency like (laughs) within like the first three episodes um but yeah i chose uh colin and anthony who stuck around for a while because one thing i mean you mentioned colin there and one thing that i noticed throughout this season and maybe it just was cut out and left on the editing room floor because obviously there's clearly a ton of footage that we don't see but Mm -hmm. it didn't seem like you three ever really I don't know, fought or, you know, kind of wrestled over the same guy. It seemed like you guys had your own set of guys that you were interested in. Granted, I think mm-hmm. some of you, I think, I think some of you went on a date with the same guy, but it wasn't very many, if I'm remembering correctly, right? You had, you had your guys, CJ had hers, and Nikia had hers. You guys never really crossed the streams, I guess, with the same guy, did you? No, we didn't. And I, I don't know if that's just luck or I think like I think the girls just re- understood like we had to be on the same team together. Um, once we realized the concept of the show being like, you know, F boys and nice guys and we have potentially people who are trying to screw us over. I think we really had to play up um, just like being on each other's side and uh, definitely like holding our friendship above any of our relationships with the guys, because like. Just imagine if like all these guys are trying to screw us over. And then on top of that, we have girl drama. Like I, I that would not be a good look for us. Yeah. <laughs> and it would also be a, like a really difficult experience to go through. So I'm super glad that we were able to all get along. And luckily, like no one's guys crossed paths. Although we did talk about trying to trick, trick some of the guys. to, to... <laughs> um, But that, that opportunity ne- never came up, unfortunately. But um, or maybe maybe fortunately, maybe it's good that that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what, when when the first twist of the season happens, it happens for us, the viewers, which was at the first elimination, whoever got eliminated, I can't remember who it was, but the F, if they were an F-boy, they got to, sent to Limbro, and if it was a nice guy, they got sent to the nice guy grotto. Mm-hmm. Did you women at any point think that these guys were gone for good? You must have talked like, is there a twist? Do you think these guys are still here? What was going through your guys' head? Did you know at all or suspect? No, we didn't. And I think, honestly, a lot of production didn't know either because it, it, it is a first season show. So I think you can tell sometimes, like, throughout the season, they were just, like, throwing different ideas out and, like, seeing what stuck. Um, so I think when when we first eliminated the guys, no, we did not know that they were going to come back at all. We didn't even know about Limbro or any of those things. 
Um, but it adds a really interesting dynamic to everything. Um, I did think, like, once we did find out about Limbro, when Casey came back, I did think that some of the guys were going to come back at some point. But um, obviously, the only time we saw them after that was at the tell-all. Yeah. So it was interesting to see everyone come back and all of their opinions um, come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's <laughs> certainly something that was an idea in my head for season two about maybe that the women next season will have an opportunity to choose one guy that they want to be brought back that they may have eliminated or something along those lines. I think that's a a possibility because, you know, if they do the same exact thing, then there is no suspense of these guys are just Mm -hmm. waiting to come back for the tell all you have to have them, Maybe or maybe even put those guys in some sort of competition where they win their way back in. I don't know. There's there's so many different ideas that could that could pop up regarding that. But um, so once once the dates get started, um, did was Garrett the one that immediately jumped out to you? And what was it about him, or was it somebody else that you were first like, no, I want to spend a little time with them first? Well, yeah. So this is something that I like really want to put out there because I'm not sure it it translated well on screen. Um, Josh was actually my number one the entire time up until our last 24 hour date with uh, the guys at the end. Um, But Josh was definitely a front runner for me. And then Garrett, the reason why I kept him around um, and this wasn't shown as much either is that he really proved that he wanted to be there. Um, and whether that was for money or for me, I'm, it was hard to tell by the end because um, he's obviously super competitive and that could be why he was trying so hard to stay around. But he literally, like at eliminations, would cry. There was one point where he got on his knees, um, like apologizing, like saying that he was really there for me and like saying all these like things that obviously he, he wanted me to get me to trust him and that's why he opened up about his abandonment issues on our first date which is obviously a red flag (laughs) um but and like i know that now but like cj and i would um you know sit together every night and we would like kind of game plan and psychologically try to break these guys down and like see who was here for the right reasons what are the red flags like do we want an f boy or a nice guy because i came in not necessarily looking at the labels i didn't come there to play the game which ultimately didn't end in my favor, obviously. Um, I wanted, I wanted, I came there for like an adventure and um, like looking back, I should have played more on the F boy versus nice guy uh, labeling of things. But, you know, I came there for like an adventure and a genuine experience and that's exactly what I got, but it it just wasn't the one that I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, us as viewers, when watching you, Garrett had your first date, right? Is that what I remember? He he was your first date. That's right. And you Mm -hmm. guys go out and, you know, we're seeing him really butter you up on this date, but then as viewers, when we're seeing him in his ITMs, he's coming across as a total fuckboy and making comments mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm going to spread her legs or whatever it was. It was just, <laughs> it was something, you know, just very F boyish and very, very broish kind of comment. Mm-hmm. And so obviously you don't see that. You know nothing. You can only get, you can only go off what Garrett was giving to you in the moment. And you're saying, that what he was giving to you on your dates and in your private time was basically the opposite of what he was presenting in his ITMs. Right. <laughs> and I think, I think it's, it's important to note too. I think if you pay, if you pay attention to any of the guys interviews, Garrett is the only one that's talking about how much of an F boy he is uh, in the interviews and stuff. And so I think 
yeah, he was like really genuine. He seemed to be really um, genuine and trying hard when he was talking to me. But obviously, I'm not seeing all the stuff he's saying in his interviews. And I think he looks especially bad as like the ultimate villain when like the other guys aren't saying those types of things um, yeah. or those those, part, those parts aren't put in. So, yeah, that was that was pretty hard to watch back. <laughs> um, and it, it makes me look kind of dumb. But, you know. I, I'm a, I'm a genuine person. And so like when I am straight up with someone, I like, let them know I'm, I'll, I'll be straight up with you. Just be straight up with me. I don't care if you like me or not, just be real with me. That's all I care about. I don't care about the labels here. Um, so I think when I put that out there and I didn't get that back from him, um, I think that's what ultimately uh, led to like how, how it ended in the end. Um, so yeah, I, I should have saw the signs, but you know, I think every girl has been there before too, where you, you know, clearly someone is an F boy from the start, but for some reason you can't quit them. Um, uh, and like you try, you ignore all the red flags despite your, you know, d- d- despite knowing better. And I knew Garrett was an F boy from the start. That's like one of the first things I said to him. Um, but that also doesn't completely translate on, on screen. But um, yeah, I think every, every girl can relate to that, that scenario. Well, when you guys had your first twist of the season, it was essentially the, I guess the double elimination, I guess, would, would have been the first big twist of the season for you guys. Who who was your two guys when you double eliminated? Oh, I don't know if I remember that. Um, <laughs> yeah, neither do I. I'm blanking. I believe, it, oh, it could have been um, Cameron and Matt, I think. Okay, so when that happened and the double elimination came, did it affect you very much or were you like, hey, I'm fine with that? <laughs> no, it was a surprise to all of us. Um, Cause <laughs> at that point I was like, okay, well, there's not that many guys left. Like what are we going to do with the rest of the season? Um, but the, I, I don't know. I, I think it turned out to be better because, you know, we weren't really forming connections very, it, it's obvious we weren't forming connections with those guys, those guys very quickly anyway. Um so it left us more time to like hang out with the other guys and make sure we were focusing on our connections with the, the guys left over. Yeah. And it seemed like obviously that one, that double elimination really affected CJ more than anybody because everybody yeah. thought that there was, you know, certainly there was a connection between CJ and Casey from, from day one. And when they got a double, double eliminated, then Casey decides to, you know, go off on her and say she doesn't even deserve guys like Sean and stuff like that. And you guys took to it as, you know, what a dick. I mean, you guys, you and Nikki are both sitting there like, dude, shut up, you know, cut your losses, just go. So when he came back, how did you guys reconcile with that? Obviously he had to face CJ and tell her the stuff that he said. You know, he basically said, I I said it out of frustration. Was that enough of an explanation Mm -hmm. for you guys? Or were you like, Hey CJ, I don't don't forget what he said on his way out the door. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think this this whole season we we learned that like the biggest difference between f boys and nice guys is accountability. And I think at at uh, Casey's elimination, you can see how much how strong his feelings were for CJ because you can tell he was actually like pissed, like he did not want to leave, and he was completely taken aback by that. Um, and I do think the things that he said were said in like in a moment of anger and I don't think he truly meant those things that he said. Um, And it's obvious they did have a connection from the start. That's all people talk about is like CJ and Casey. And um, although I do think she made the right decision in the end, 
with Jared. Um, I think it's obvious that like CJ and Casey had a, a great connection. Yeah, so obviously. Yeah, we, we we were rooting for them, too, in the moment. And when he came back, that was a good moment. Yeah, I was going to say. And while it was kind of orchestrated the way he came back and whatnot, it's still it made sense because at the time it. Yeah. I mean, they changed the rules of the game during the game and kind of didn't make it, it. Granted, it wasn't fair to Casey because there was no way I can't remember who her other guy was that was up for elimination that night, but there was zero chance she was sending Casey home like that. He he was a product of the game, and the game changed because they felt mm-hmm. like it, you know. So it seemed like it, the whole thing was kind of pre-planned, like, hey, we're going to do this for shock value, but, dude, don't worry, we're going to let you back on later because <laughs> he was just allowed to, you know, hitchhike back to the villa. Like, okay. Um, anyway, um, so the next thing, I, I think – one of the things after that was the first one of the first dates was the dancing date, which I could tell you were not a fan of. Um, <laughs> uh, what when 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 they said, OK, pick your teams and you're going to create a dance. What went through your head? <laughs> well, when they told us when they told us our group activity of the day was going to be a dance competition, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, they really did choose the most embarrassing thing for us to be to, for us to do today." Um, no, but like obviously, like I'm not a great dancer. Nakia, Nakia did amazing. CJ did great too. But um, at the, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a fun thing for us, us all to do. But I chose the guys based off of who I knew would be good at dancing. So, like Greg, for example. He already does a bunch of like TikToks and um, I know he does like dancing ones. So that's why I chose him. Uh, And then as as far as that, I guess I just chose people based off of uh, being like a team player or seeing if they could dance. Um, I don't really know. And then obviously like Cameron at the end, (laughs) that, that was not planned. That lap dance, he was like, no, 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 wait, I have a great idea for the end. Just trust me with this. And then so he, at the end, he like pulls off that whole stunt. And then I just had to go with it, but I was so shocked. And, <laughs> and it was like graphic. I was like, mom and dad, please don't watch this part. <laughs> so when you were rehearsing, he just said, I'll do something at the end, but didn't tell you it's going to be, I'm going to put you on the seat and grind on <laughs> you like Magic Mike, essentially. Well, I, I knew it was, it was going to be some sort of like lap dance situation. And I thought that would be a good like shock shock value ending for our dance. And that would for sure get us a win. But um, I didn't I didn't know it was going to be as intense as it was. <laughs> and Cam is a he's a Chippendales dancer, right? Or a, he is. Okay. And so is Sean, too. We had a couple of them. Yeah, that's right. OK, that's right. Sean was, too. Yeah. Um, I guess the next biggest thing that happened to you, and this is something I really so confused at by what, what what was shown versus what was going on in the real world when it aired, and that was Garrett's relationship with Lauren. And for those that don't know, yes. his his pre-show relationship, the Lauren that we saw and the Lauren that you spoke to on on FaceTime is Lauren Coogan. She is uh, was on Love Island Season 2, and she, well, she was on the first episode of The Challenge last week, but was barely shown and... I think something happens with her where she's not going to be on it very much longer, but she, okay. The guys are all talking about this. They bring it up. They bring Mm -hmm. it to your attention. You're like, I want to nip this in the bud. Like, I don't want to talk to you until you either admit you have a girlfriend back home or I speak to this girl. Right. I mean, that's basically when you found out you genuinely see, that was like the most upset. I think I saw you all season. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, no, that was my best moment. I was like, you can either, you have two options. You can either pack your shit or we can get this girl on a FaceTime and figure out what actually happened. Because yeah. at that point, the girlfriend comment had been coming up so much. I just couldn't ignore it. And when we were able to look at the guy's social media for the first time, that's like undeniable. They ha- He had photos of her up until february which is right before we started filming so i could that's just something i couldn't ignore i couldn't like just brush that under the rug that's something i had to address and the only way i could get him to do that i felt like was in a public setting with all the guys watching so you know he had no chance to um like get out of it in any sort of way so he agrees to it and -hmm. producers uh, arrange a phone call with you and garrett and then lauren on facetime but the way that phone call went down, it just something seemed off. And a lot of the people that mm-hmm. emailed me after the fact said, Steve, do you think Garrett and Lauren were in on it from the beginning? Like, hey, if they call you up or they bring you on, just say this. Like, what was your takeaway from that conversation? When you spoke with Lauren afterwards, were you like, okay, I'm good with Garrett. He's telling me the truth. Or were you like, something doesn't seem right here? Well, I can definitely see, like, looking at how it played on on TV, I can definitely see how it looks sketchy. Um, But we didn't have any phone. We weren't allowed to have our phones while we were filming, obviously. And so there was, I don't think there was any way for her to prepare for that phone call because uh, producers, you know, were the first ones to reach out to her, not Garrett, um, for the FaceTime. So I think... You know, the way it's edited, it does make it look like, you know, the way the, the way they edit in like pauses and things like that. That was obviously like put in for suspense. Um, but I can confirm after the show, too. Um, they they were definitely not in cahoots. I think if anything, she was just, you know, she was on they ended things on good terms and she didn't want him to like look bad on camera. So that's probably why she didn't say anything bad about him and made him just like it made it just seem like it was a mutual breakup. So from what, I mean, from everything that I've gathered, I mean, you, like you said, you guys left in February to go film. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not 100% certain, but I'm thinking that either when Lauren did that phone call, she had either already returned from the challenge or was set to leave to go do the challenge. So while Garrett went off and did an, a show, so did she. So it seems mm-hmm. like they weren't that serious at the time Garrett left. Is that yeah, correct. Accurate? Okay. Well, and what and what he kept saying too, and it just kept like sounding like like I still chalk this up as excuses, but he said that they weren't that serious. They were only like together or quote unquote dating for a couple of months, um, and I think they were just really playing it up on social media. And obviously, like anyone in the social media or reality TV world is going to play up a relationship because that gets you more likes and more. Uh, views and stuff like that. So I think I think that's why they look so serious on social media. But in real life, it might have, it might not have been um, that serious. Okay, because then yeah. when when the episode aired, Lauren took to her Instagram in real time. You know, a couple weeks ago. Yep, I saw that, <laughs> and, and was basically trashing him and making it seem like he was lying. So that's where I got confused. I'm like, okay, she literally just told Sarah on the phone on Facetime. Yeah, we're good. He's a good guy. It, you know, we, we are definitely broken up, but then when it airs, she's painting a different picture and telling a completely different story on her Instagram and posting old videos of them and calling him an F boy. And so it's like, I don't know, I don't know what to believe. I don't know if, if, if they mm-hmm. were not on a break or they told each other, Hey, you go do this show. I'll go do this show. But when it's over, we'll come back to each other. 
but that doesn't seem to be the case as far as no, I can tell. It's, it's not the case. And I think the, Insta- the Instagram post that she made was more so to expose him rather than to say that they're actually together. Um, I think she just wanted to show people that, you know, they did have a real relationship and she probably was hurt by what he did. Um, by like, I don't know, he broke up with her right, like literally right before the show. So I can totally see, you know, the emotions that go into that. And she probably just wanted people to know um, her side of things. And I, I don't blame her for that. Yeah, I think it's a it's a tough it's really that whole thing was just really, really tough to to gauge when I saw that. And then real and what you know, when I saw it. I realized who she was. I knew she looked familiar. And then I was like, wait a second. And then I went on her Instagram page and then I saw in her highlights the you know, the highlight video that she has of her and Garrett's quote unquote relationship. And that, you know, it's not like it's just them out to dinner. They went traveling together and they did stuff together. So it seemed like it was somewhat serious, at least the time they were together. Um, But the timing of who broke it off with who, what was exactly was said, were they definitely done for good if let's just say you and Garrett if, or let's just say Garrett never hit it off with any of the women on the show and he was one of the first ones eliminated, would he have gone back to Lauren at the end of this thing? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. tough to say, but right. And a- I'm sure, I'm sure that, that, that could have been a possibility, but um, I think by the end of the show, you know, I mean, not even by the end, like by the time we did the confrontation and stuff, it's clear that like Garrett was over things and like he was looking for a new connection and, um, one of the things that's not shown really as much is like Gary and I did really, do, we really did have a strong connection, but, um, yeah, it's tough to say, you know, he's, he's a little bit of a opportunist, <laughs> so it's tough to say whether he would actually go back to her or not if he hadn't won. So when you, um, so we're getting down to like the f- final four and three and for you, did you pretty much know, even though you didn't know how the show or what the twist was at the end of this thing, you knew that there was probably going to be a decision at the end where you had to narrow it down to two guys. Um, did you pretty much know for a while that Josh and Garrett were going to be your final two? Yeah, um, I did. And then there was one moment, though, not one moment, but um, I, I also had a really strong connection with Welcome as well. Um, and there was one elimination where, actually the elimination where I eliminated Welcome, um, where I really... I wanted to change my mind because obviously like Garrett didn't seem he wanted to be there for the right reasons. Um, so there was a moment where I really regretted that decision of eliminating welcome. Um, but you know, things are how they are. And Josh, Josh and welcome or Josh and uh, Garrett were the two front runners from the beginning. And so I just, you know, welcome didn't have as much time as the other guys because he came in a little bit later. Um, and so I think it, that was mostly a timing thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Josh and Josh and Garrett were the the two, that were meant to be at the end. So when you get down to your final two and you have is the first thing that happens before you go on a date with Josh and Garrett is the tell all or the, the mansplaining, whatever they want to call it. But essentially it's a tell all episode where all the guys come back and you know, every guy there basically took a shot at the F boys. They went after Casey. They went after Garrett. They went after OG Jared. They didn't really have anything negative to say about Fernando, um, mm-hmm. oh, uh, new Jared, and who's the other one I'm blanking on? Um, uh, uh, Josh. They didn't, yeah, they didn't have mm-hmm. anything negative to say about that. At least that was what was shown. I'm sure that filmed for hours, and maybe somebody did say something negative about one of the nice guys, but it wasn't shown that way. It was 
basically an attack on the F boys. And one thing that was brought up in particular about Garrett was Garrett making the comment that he's always bought or not always he has bought his ex-girlfriend boobs in the past. (laughs) And he made a comment about yours, like Mm -hmm. in the moment. And you talked to him about it after that whole tell all before you went on your date with Josh, you guys had a sit down and Garrett's admitted to you. Yes, I have bought tits for my girlfriend in the past. (laughs) And I was like, I kind of respect it because he's not denying it. But is that somebody that is that something you want to tell you in the moment at that time? How did you take that whole situation and that comment? Ugh, I was so pissed. And I, I think that's something that's also not translated well. I think what the comment that I say after he says that is like, oh, well, everyone has their preferences, which <laughs> <laughs> which is totally it's it's totally like not putting it giving or making making him accountable at all. That's absolutely not OK to say like a girl should like no man should be commenting on a girl's body or saying like that's what makes you know a woman more attractive obviously a girl can be beautiful with or without boobs and like <laughs> like that's just such a silly like messed up thing to say yeah um and he he definitely shouldn't shouldn't have gotten away with saying that at all but you're right he was honest about everything from the start even the fact that he was like an f boy and it's funny because he he'll stay i mean he'll say all of these things all these f boyish things but at least he's like honest about it which i'm not giving him an out with that but it is just interesting because you know he's just super honest to like a fault where it's like you should just shut up at a certain point um yeah (laughs) yeah like yeah definitely not happy with that comment at all and um I mean, I think he said that earlier on, too. So I could totally see that just being like locker room talk or like something that because like guys talk and I'm sure all the guys were saying stuff. But, yeah, that that comment was definitely not OK. Well, I think one of the things I want to go back backtrack a little bit was the fact that and you posted this on your social media. I think I know it was on Twitter. I don't know if you did it on Instagram as well. But, you know, everyone's saying, like, how can you not see this? And some of the guys, mm-hmm. but you and CJ or maybe it was just your journal and you guys were writing down the stuff of your guesses on the guys. And you had every guy pegged correctly. You had who was the F boy and who was the nice guy for every single one of them by about episode five or six. And you even showed everybody on your Twitter account, Mm -hmm. your journal that you wrote. And so you guys knew you guys weren't really fooled by anybody. No. And like, I, yeah, I think the only people we were, we were kind of confused on were um, new Jared. I think he was confusing for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, another one was like Kevin and Chris was also another one that we didn't really know was an F boy or a nice guy. But yeah, we, we had that pegged down like episode five and Garrett was the first name that I wrote down as an F boy because <laughs> it's obvious like anyone with eyes can see that he's an F boy. But again, I wasn't in it to play the game which ultimately kind of screwed me over in the end. But um, yeah, I was there to, you know, have fun, have an adventure. And despite Garrett being an F boy, I did like him. We did have a lot of good genuine moments together. And that's why I continued to choose him. And he really was trying hard to be there, which was a lot, which was uh, more than could be said about a lot of the other guys. Like some of the guys didn't even talk to us at all, or they would just like talk to the, talk to each other or like be more focused on the bromances rather than us. But Garrett was one, from the start that really made an effort to like make sure he got time with me and make sure, made sure we had good conversations and he would bring like lists of questions to every date and things like that. So that's ultimately why I kept him around. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's I, that. <laughs> I think he, and you say that and he did and we clearly see it, but then now knowing the end result and everything that 
that happened, it's almost like, did he do it so he could stay on a television show? Like, did he right. do it because he wanted camera time and he wanted to last in this thing, even though he didn't know what the ultimate prize was? None of us did. Um, right. But did, was he doing it for show or was he doing it out of sincerity? I just, it right. was, he was such a tough guy to get a read on. Even though I knew he was an F-boy, I, there were times where he was acting sincere on the show and you're like, but is that an act? And it seems like that was probably your struggle the whole season with him. Yeah. And um, I I think I say this in our last um, talk with Nikki before the final elimination um, is basically like, I can't tell because Gary and I did, we did have a connection, but at, 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 towards the end, I couldn't tell if he was in it or what was the comment I said? I said like, um, I couldn't tell if he's confusing his feelings for me uh, with like winning the game yeah. so i think i think you know he he's a very competitive person and like maybe he did have feelings for me but at the end of the day i think the competition is what mattered most to him so when you go on your final dates you had said earlier in the podcast that josh was your number one going into your overnight date so what mm-hmm. happened there to what where it made you change your mind yeah so my, something that was really important to me like i Josh was my number one the entire time. And I don't think we, our dates got nearly enough um, attention. I wish they had been highlighted a lot more because Josh, he's a true man. He's like the full package. And um, I, I really had a connection with Josh. Every time I hung out with him, I felt like I was in a safe space, in a safe space where I could like truly be myself. I didn't have to worry about playing games or I didn't have to question his true intentions because he was always just a genuine person. Um, But uh, sorry, where was I going that with that? What was your question again? <laughs> oh, oh, about Josh. Like you said, going into he was your number oh. one until the overnight, and then you had, I guess, changed your mind. Yeah, the twenty four hour date. So yeah, yeah, Josh was my number one the whole time. Um, we had a great twenty four hour date, and then the F boy date happened, <laughs> and I was dreading that date. Actually, I did not want to go on that date with Garrett at all. Um, but you know, the show must go on. So I, you know, gritted my teeth. I went through went through, went through with it, and then um, the only time that I actually thought even considered changing my mind about Josh and switching over to Garrett was um, when the cameras were off when we like, that's why I took him up into my room because I literally was like, I need to get this man alone to see what he's like out like off camera because I, you can tell like he just puts on this face for um, the show. And it's like, I don't know like when he's being genuine or like if he's just saying things to get attention for the show. And it, we had, like a super long talk and just got to know each other more. And like, you know, I could see his walls getting taken down and I felt like we had something there. And it's, it's obvious, like, like I've been saying, like we, we did have a connection. So I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, Hey, I'm on a reality TV show. I'm going to, I'm not here to play it safe. I want to take a risk. Um, Garrett and I did have a good connection and, um, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it was just too little too late. Like, even if we did have a really good 24-hour date, I think the rest of the time we were just on such a rocky path. It was difficult for, like, I could I could see why he chose the money, too. It's just because um, it was just too little too late. I don't know. So when you say your, your final one changed from Josh to Garrett, it had nothing to do with Josh. It was Garrett kind of won you over on the last date. Yes, exactly. Okay, no, okay. Yeah. I thought it was something that happened with Josh. with Josh. Nothing to do with Josh at all, yeah. And I think 
I also had to be honest with myself and you know, ask myself what I really wanted out of a relationship or out of life. I think Josh was a little bit more on the serious side for me. And my last relationship was also really serious. Um, my last boyfriend was also like a, significantly older than me. And I was like, I, I want, I came here on the show for an adventure for fun. And um, Garrett was that. And uh, at the end it just didn't work out, but I got, I got what I wanted out of it. So the other thing that was shown a lot all season long was the Garrett and Casey bromance. Clearly yes. you didn't see, maybe you didn't see as much that obviously that we did, but were you aware of how strong this friendship between these two was? And was it again, were these two guys just putting on a storyline for television or are these two guys as close? It seems like they've been hanging out post-show. So maybe it, mm-hmm. it is legit, but um, were you aware of how strong this bromance was while filming was happening? Yes. And I think that's one of the main issues that, you know, that caused, um, I don't know. It was one of the main things that caused issues between like CJ and Casey too, is because the bromance between Casey and Garrett was so strong that it was difficult for us to know if they were there for like the game, if they were in on something together or if they were like planning on doing stuff behind her back. Um, <clears throat> Cause they were, they were so much about each other. It was difficult to, you know, see if they were really on the girls' side. It seemed like they were just there for the guys. Well, I think one of the biggest things that you revealed um, post-show on your social media was the fact, and I found this really interesting, was the fact that before final elimination happened, or um, at the final elimination, when Nikki says and lays out the twist that if you pick a nice guy, you get $100,000 to split with him. But if you choose an F-boy, the money goes to him, and he ultimately has the final say. You guys mm-hmm. did not know that until Nikki told you that, correct? Correct. We had no idea how the money worked at all, and we also had to lock in our answers earlier that morning. So this was coming off of the last 24-hour date with the F-boys, And so I assumed because like, you know, it's pitched to us as a feminist show. Um, The girls are in charge. We've been in charge of doing eliminations and everything like that. I assumed that the girls would have more of a decision or uh, yeah, more of a decision in how the money worked at the end. But we literally had no idea. We just had to go based off of like who we liked more or who we thought, um, you know, would be a good match for us in the real world. And we yeah. So when Nikki said that on the stage at the finale, I just felt my heart like drop. I was like, Oh my God, I just really screw this up for myself. Um, cause yeah, we had, we had no idea. And like that twist, um, that was crazy. So if you knew, let's just say, let's just say that the twist was told to you before final elimination. If you knew that if I pick a nice guy, I get to split a hundred thousand with him. Would that have changed your choice? Would you have chosen Josh? Yes, absolutely. If, if I knew the guys had any decision-making say, and like who got the money at the end, I absolutely would have chosen different. So okay. yeah, that, that was a shocker. So I know a lot of people that watched had the same reaction when they saw you pick Garrett at the final elimination. Some probably even screamed at their television. Yep. So, <laughs> so knowing that you were probably going to take some heat for it, now's your chance to tell everyone why did you ultimately end up picking Garrett knowing that he was an F boy? So, um, like, like I've been saying, I, I came on the show not to play a game. I came on the show, not necessarily looking for 
like someone I'm going to marry at the end of the day. I came here for, I came there for fun and um, an experience. And uh, ultimately Garrett and I did have a a good connection and um, I know we were Rocky the whole time and probably wasn't the right decision to make a decision based off of one 20 good 24 hour date. But um, yeah, we ultimately, we did have a good connection um, I didn't know how the money was going to work at the end. I did think the the girls would have more of a say. So, um, mm. you know, at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I'm here. I want to take full advantage of the situation. I'm going to take a risk. And I took that risk and it didn't work out for me. But I have no regrets, um, believe it or not. I, I As tragic as that ending was and as stupid as my decision might seem, I still went with my heart and stayed genuine to myself the entire time. And I think that, you know, hopefully my experience on the show can be an example to other girls who have been in the same situation where they've, you know, they choose an F boy, despite all the red flags that have been obviously glaring there the entire time. <laughs> um, and so I thought that's what I take away. And then the, the focus also should also be on the charity as well, because um, I think, you know, I got what I deserved by not ending up with an F boy. Like I, I do think, that's like based off of his actions i think it's really good that we didn't end up together so that's good so i got what i deserved but he also got what he deserved because he didn't get any of the money um and all of that is going to a good cause so when you made the decision you you talked about earlier that you guys had to lock in your answers or who you were going to choose and tell production this is who i'm choosing earlier that Mm -hmm. day did the guys have to do the same thing yep and then so you you also see that too um I believe at the end where they asked the guys, what would, what would you have chose if, if CJ or Nikia or Sarah had chosen you and they reveal if they would have kept the money or if they would have split it. Um, so yes, they, they also walked in their answers before. Okay. Cause when that happened, I was like, I didn't, I still didn't know if I believed Casey when he said, no, I would have split it with, with, with CJ, but it sounds like he was being honest. So when mm-hmm. you made your decision, obviously you couldn't change it. You knew once Nikki said that you're like, Oh shit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm choosing Garrett. Did you think that Garrett was going to split it with you? Yes. Cause I was like, no one would be stupid enough to just try to take the money and run. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I mean, I th- you would both get $50,000 like separately. And even if you didn't think the relationship was going to work out, you at least it was a win-win for everyone. You know, you could, you know, walk away with some money and experience. And yeah, if you didn't want, uh, the relationship to continue continue after that you could have just said that afterwards i thought that was pretty dumb and you know garrett's already well off uh financially so i i truly like even when nikki did, did give us that twist i still ex- didn't expect him to just take the money because that makes him look bad like obviously you can see the amount of hate that he's been getting online as well yeah where like uh it just looks so bad for him like i don't know who would do that in their right mind well, and that's the other thing, because, again, we could have just been fooled by the editing or just fooled by the fact that Garrett is a good wordsmith and knows how to play the game. But he literally told you on your last date, sitting there on the beach, I could see myself with you after this. And then he gets mm-hmm. up there and maybe it was the money choice and maybe it was Nikki's twist. But then he tells you, I don't see this relationship working past this show. It's just like, wait a second. You just told her 24 hours ago you did. So, yeah. again, this is. This is the Garrett that we got all season. Like, what is real with this guy and what is it? I mean, I'd love to ask him myself. I would I would literally love to ask this guy, what were you thinking? And when you told her that on the beach, did you really believe it? Or did you just say it just to say it? When he said it to you on the beach, did you believe it? 
No, I. Oh. You know, I think I. I, I got I fooled I, then. <laughs> well, I think I think I saw what everyone else is seeing on camera, where it's like, I like Garrett, but I can't trust anything he says. Like, yeah. <laughs> anything he says could just be like, you know, him playing the game or whatever. That was very obvious to me. Uh, probably as obvious as it was as it was to anyone, and it was truly just on the overnight of the overnight date that I even consider changing my mind like I said so like even when he told me that on the beach I took it with a grain of salt um but I still that still nothing could, could have prepared me for the thing or what, what actually happened at the end um that was still a shock to me yeah I just didn't understand why and like you said and Garrett I think even made it known during the show that he's got money he doesn't care about the money money is an issue with him right yet yet, yet that's exactly what he did by taking a hundred over splitting 50 with you like well, right. So so what is it is again, is it, does the money mean it something to you or does a relationship with Sarah mean more? And it just, I don't know what to believe with this guy. I really don't. And I just, I know. you know, and then the other thing is that I didn't even bring it up when we were talking about it earlier, but just, we've talked about some of the things that he said in his ITMs, but the other thing that was shown was the clips from his audition tapes. And, you know, this guy saying, I love threesomes. I love foursomes. I love fivesomes. And, you know, no way some dorky guy can fuck a girl like I can fuck a girl. Like, I don't like, again, I don't understand what this guy, I mean, you might all be screaming at me like, Steve. Yeah, exactly. He's a fuck boy. This is what, this is the behavior of what a fuck boy would say. And I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess so. Um, But it just, it just must be, it's such a weird position for you to be in because you're not seeing any of that while this is going on. Right. The only thing you're seeing is what he's interacting with the guys with, what the guys are telling you at the tell-all about him, and then you know any input you get from Nakia or CJ giving their two cents to you about what they think of him. I gotta believe that Nakia and CJ both thought Garrett was trash, or they weren't yeah. they weren't fans <laughs> of his. Yes, that's correct. So, um, so how did they not convince you to take Josh? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it is my decision. Yeah, your I made, decision. Yeah. I, I made the wrong decision. I still, I still went with my heart. I went with my gut. I was just like genuine the whole time. And um, unfortunately, Garrett wasn't doing the same. Like, like what you're talking about, he would say a lot of things for shock value. And so it's like, like you were just saying, it's like I don't know what's real and what's fake with him, or like what at the end of the day, what what does he want out of this? And I think that's what the ending came down to too, where like he doesn't really care what other people think he, d- he didn't care about the money. I think he did just choose the money at the end for, I don't know, like shock value or just to say that he won. Um, Cause you can tell I've gotten comments too at the end where people are like, you can tell he was like swallowing his true feelings and got his, his pride maybe got in the way or something. And that's why he ultimately chose the money. Um, but I, I think um, Garrett doesn't fall in the category of F boys. He falls in his own category, like, <laughs> like of something beyond that. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what he was thinking at the end. Um, well, I think it's funny because it, it, you know, first season of the show, a lot of twists that were probably made up on the fly, but the bottom line is it came out to a great ending. Cause you basically got every single possible scenario that would work out because you had, mm-hmm. You had CJ choose a nice guy. You had you yep. choose an F boy who then rejected you. And you had Nakia choose an F boy who decided to split the money with her. That's basically the best three endings you can get. If they all ended up the same or you all chose nice guys, while it may have worked well in the real world for a possible relationship, probably wouldn't have been great television if 
you all choose <laughs> nice guys and split the and split the money. But and and the fact that all three of you, your bottom or you know, your bottom two, your final two guys, one was an F boy and one was a nice guy. Like I, yeah. that worked out perfectly. Um, and it's almost like again, now I want to talk a little bit about season two. Again, going into season two. You know, obviously they haven't even started filming yet. They're just in the process of casting. But, you know, you're just looking at it like, okay, there are some major things they have to change. You can't run it back the same way you just did because the women now know, okay, if I get to the end and choose a nice guy, I'm splitting 100000 with them. Well, then why would anybody choose an F-boy and possibly give it to them? So I don't know. Do you have any ideas of what, of what you think having gone through it? how you think maybe they can change it up or what the twist should be at the end next season? Well, I have no idea. I mean, I know too hot to handle was a similar, similar situation too, where, um, you know, the twist is, Oh, you find out you're on a show where you can't have any sexual contact. And yeah. for the next, yeah. for the next season, they, and they cast people with a, like with a, um, a, like, what do you call that? Like an alias name or something with like a fake show name. Um, so people thought they were signing up for like a party show instead of like a dating show. Yeah. Um, so they, they could do something like that, but then you're right. Once you figure out what show you're on, you, they would also have to switch things up because like, once they know like the F boys can't win in the end, like who, what F boys going to sign up for that. And then also girls, like what, if you know, you're signing up for a show called F boy Island, like, Obviously, I would have done things differently if I had known the show was going to be called F Boy Island. We only knew we only knew the title was going to be called that when we were already almost done filming. So it's like, I think when, if I had known that before, I would have played the game a little bit harder. I would have been I wouldn't have taken so much of the F Boy shit. I would have called them out more. I would have, um, you know, given more of the nice guys a chance. Even though Josh was my number one the whole time, I think I would have played it more that route instead of um, just you know playing it like as going with my heart basically um so yeah i don't really know what they're gonna do with the the next season maybe they would give the girls more of a decision uh decision making say and the money at the end or um maybe they'll, they'll just get like more manipulative guys <laughs> or or maybe the guys don't reveal their identities halfway through maybe you just find out at the end that's the one thing that's the one without putting too much thought into it yet and i'm trust me i'm gonna sit down one night and figure out all these different scenarios if i if i were a producer on the show how i would change it up for season two but just thinking off the top of my head that's the one thing i think that you could maybe pull off is mm-hmm. at no point during the season do the guys reveal are they a nice guy or an f-boy Right. And because then at the end, your decision is based on not knowing that Garrett was an F boy, even though you had a suspicion that he was and you thought he was. Oh, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't. But you didn't know because he told you it's still um, a way to figure out. And then you just tell right. and then production maybe behind the scenes is telling guys you need to play a certain way. But at no right. po- at no point do the women 100 percent know because the guys have admitted I'm a nice guy or I'm an F boy. And you leave that all the way up to the end. Yeah, that you, would be crazy. And then you wait till the decision is made and then spring it on them like, oh, by the way, you just chose an F-boy. You get <laughs> you get nothing. He gets the money. I don't know. I mean, I don't think the F-boy should be rewarded, but if we're going for ultimate television experience yeah. and a great ending, a woman not knowing who she chose and getting screwed over in the end because she chose an F-boy and it's almost like, okay, well, that's what you get for choosing an F-boy and you got, and you got played, I mean- that's like the reality of reality television is like, that's, we kind of want to see something real where mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe they don't tell any and they don't reveal. Um, 
I don't know what they're going to do about Limbro or Nice Guy Grotto again because again, we already know. Okay, you're you might have been eliminated the first elimination, but you're not going anywhere. And you know maybe they're going to have to use a different way to use Limbro and Nice Guy Grotto if they're not going to send them off the island right away. Going to have to think of yep. something to do with them other than. I mean, it was funny. I thought it was entertaining watching <laughs> Nikki hold these seances with the guys and having these one-on-one therapy sessions with them. That was good TV. But I think overall you need to somehow involve them or have them have a possibility to work a way back or maybe each girl at some point later on has a choice to switch out one guy still remaining with one guy that they let go. Something along those lines I think is yeah, a possibility. Yeah, I think, I think I think there would be a good opportunity because all the um, the guys in Limbro get therapy with Nikki. So I think it would be really interesting if like some some reformed F boys came back and like had a chance again. If like the girls let them back, um, that would be really interesting. Let's just uh, let's just say we could play it back. And that was in play for this season that you were on. Not saying that you could switch out Josh or Garrett. I'm not going to make you switch one out. But is there a guy that you let go that you would have liked to have spent a little more time with and gotten to know. Um, yes. And that was welcome. I really do like regret eliminating him. I think he was like one of the, um, realist ones on the show. He wasn't trying to play a game and like, we did have a really good connection. Um, and just, unfortunately it came down to like timing of things. So yeah, if I was to do it again, I probably would have kept him around longer. Okay. Um, yeah. And then if, if, uh, (laughs) if I, if there was an opportunity for like the F boys to come back from Limbro, I would have eliminated Garrett way earlier on. And maybe, maybe he could have gone through some Limbro therapy with Nikki and then become a better person before the end. <laughs> what about um, the other two? Obviously it's their It was their decisions to make, but um, were you happy that CJ chose new Jared over Casey? And when you're happy that, were you happy that Nikia chose OG Jared over Fernando? First off, start with CJ. Yeah, CJ, I think she definitely made the right decision. Um, I think, you know, she knew what she really got the show. Like she knew to play the game. And I think um, at the end of the day, even though Casey and her had a really good connection, I do think she made the right decision for herself, which was new Jared. Um, He proved himself to be like a a really good guy and someone that was there for her. And uh, she knew that if she chose Casey, there was a, that she didn't not want that to be a possibility uh, whatsoever. So I, I fully support that decision for her, and I think I think she made the right choice. Now, Nakia, I mean, outside of uh, Garrett and Casey, the most talked about guy this season was OG Jared. Whether it's whether it was his emotional outbursts or <laughs> the things that he said apparently to the guys behind closed doors or the fact that the guy wore a turtleneck at the Cayman Islands all the time like, <laughs> and a scarf, like, I, you know, fashion choices, whatever. I mean, it, I, I don't expect Nikia not to pick him because she didn't like the way he dressed or whatever, but he got a lot of shit in the house. What were you, what was your overall take of OG Jared? <laughs> he did. I personally, I, I really like OG Jared. I'm not sure why um, he's getting so much hate online. Um, I think he's just like, like you said, a really emotional person um, and probably just didn't know how to handle his emotions at certain times. And I think sometimes he didn't get along with the guys because he wasn't he wasn't there for the guys. You could tell he was there for a real experience and he got that with Nikia. So I'm glad that I'm glad that they ended up together. I think um, they both really um, they both, uh, you know, call each other empath or they 
are self-proclaimed like empaths and like I think they relate to each other on a like a really deep emotional level so I think for Nakia and Jared to end up together I think that's um I think that's that ended up how it should and uh you know Fernando came out of nowhere we don't really like even yeah. I know it comes across that way on the show but that was like that in real life too where it was, we were like where is Fernando coming from in all in, in all of this but um because we really did think it was going to be Colin and OG Jared at the end but um yeah I think she made the right decision for her and obviously if they've been on an Instagram live together there's they're probably still doing well too <laughs> yeah I was gonna say for those that don't know um Nakia and OG Jared Nakia did an, an Instagram live the other night from her apartment and OG Jared was with her the whole time and they were taking questions mm-hmm. I didn't watch a lot of it but cl- clearly they're still together as of a couple of days ago so but yeah that mm-hmm. was probably the biggest surprise of the season was when it went from three to two and she kept Fernando over Colin. I just, I mean, Colin was seemingly a front runner all season for her. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I don't know if you ever spoke to her about it or why she didn't choose Colin. I mean, Colin did say in his final interview, yeah, good thing she didn't choose me because I was going for the money anyway. So maybe Nikia knew something that we <laughs> didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, you let you, Colin stuck out to you the very first day. I, what, what were your, what was your take on Colin? Um, Colin was cool. I, you know, he's a really good guy. I think out of all the F boys, I, I, I think I saw the most change in him throughout the season. Um, I did give him my first wristband, but you know, we had a conversation that night and I think everyone can relate to this, <laughs> to this experience where you think someone is like really attractive or like they initially like first catch your eye, but then you'll like have a conversation with them and just like not feel a connection. So that's what happened uh, with me and Colin. I just immediately knew we weren't like meant to be at all, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that ended up working out because he had a, a good connection with Nikia. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, the ending ends with everyone thinking that Garrett is Garrett is going to get the money. <clears throat> N- Nikki tells him like, I don't think F boys should be rewarded. And mm-hmm. now your $100,000 is going to a charity of Sarah's choice. Now, I'll say this. Going into the final elimination, I thought CJ was picking Casey. I fell for the edit. I was 100% convinced she was going to pick Casey because they spent so much of this season, you know, allowing Casey to come back. Right. You know, she made him sleep on the cot, but then she went downstairs and got him and let him come upstairs. They showed them the next morning, which was one of the only couples they showed the next morning. Um, I just, I, I was convinced that she was going to pick Casey. I thought you and Garrett were going to end up together. I didn't think that he was going, I knew you were going to pick him over Josh. I just didn't think that he was going to do what he did. And then, right. and then Nakia, I knew she was going to pick OG Jared. So I was one for three. I didn't, I didn't do well, uh, uh <laughs> up heading into that final thing. But I did think once, once Nikki announced what the twist was and then they brought Garrett back out after he was sitting behind everyone when Nikki made her decision. And then, and then she said, you don't get the money. You know, you're not gonna be rewarded. I thought they were either going to a give you the thousand, a hundred thousand or even double it and give you 200,000 because of what Garrett did. I'm not going to say that obviously giving a hundred thousand dollars to charity isn't a good thing. Um, but did you think that there was something that it was going to be coming back to you in all this? Well, yeah, I was like feeling a lot of emotions in that moment. And my like thoughts are racing. I was like, okay, so we both like, he gets the hundred thousand. My first reaction was like, okay, he gets a hundred thousand dollars and I get nothing. This is bullshit. (laughs) Um, Yeah. We're all thinking that. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah, I was like, here I am just trying to follow my heart and like, you know, choosing the guy that I like out of everyone. And like, I get screwed over for that. Thanks a lot. Um, no, but he, so yeah, then Nikki, then before Nikki reveals that it's going to charity, I was like, well, maybe like, do I get some of that? I'm I, like, I had no idea. Like I, my thoughts were, were everywhere. And I like was thinking out every possible scenario. I was thinking maybe like, maybe both of us don't walk out with any money. Um, but yeah, I guess like, that's what ended up being was just, um, it goes to charity. And I do think that is the right thing to do too because you know Garrett was just playing the game and like <clears throat> that's not excusing any of his actions what he did was absolutely horrible and awful and he should regret every bit of that um but like I don't think you know at the end of the day uh even though I do think it should have been more of a like a feminist twist where like the girls have a decision and the money at the end I think you know I shouldn't I also shouldn't be rewarded for like ignoring red flags and choosing an F boy over a nice guy. Like Josh was really there for me the entire time. And I probably should have gone with that decision, but um, you know, it is what it is. And um, I'm really glad that the money is going to charity because, you know, it's all going to a greater cause and like, um, yeah, uh, Garrett got what he deserved and I get to, you know, give back to something that's greater than me. Are you allowed to say what charity it is yet or no? Is that going to be announced soon? Um, it is in the works. I, it's still getting approved, but I will be able to announce it uh, later this week, which is really exciting. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and then, you know, finally, just to wrap this up with everything that, you know, Garrett did and said and the way it played out. Um, and, you know, I, I think everyone felt sorry for you when Garrett mm -hmm. said what he did and just the way he went about it and was just so dismissive of you. I mean, you even told him to fuck off at the end. I mean, you literally said like, dude, stop talking, fuck off. I don't care what you have to say. And I don't want an explanation from you. <clears throat> this was a few months ago. Obviously that was in the moment. And this was, this happened back in February and March when you guys filmed, it's now August. Um, mm -hmm. Where are you at now post show with opening yourself up to, I don't know where Josh lives. I know Garrett is, is in LA. I, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think you have said that you are, are moving soon to LA. Mm -hmm. So uh, is there a, is there a chance here for if Garrett apologizes or grovels at your feet to, to, because you, <laughs> like you said, you did establish a connection with him. It wasn't like this was fake. Um, you did have feelings right. for the guy. You did fall for him in a, in a, in a way out there. Is there a possibility for either Josh or Garrett or shit? Welcome anybody of these guys uh, in the future. Um, well, obviously that's all people have been asking is about uh, Garrett and I, just because of the way things ended after the show. And Josh also comes up a lot because a lot of people think like, I don't deserve Josh or like Josh didn't deserve that ending. And like um, they felt that, you know, Josh didn't deserve what happened. And I, yeah. I agree um, I agree that like Josh is a, an amazing guy. He is a, the full package, like I've said. And I think what it came down to is like, I didn't really see a future so much with Josh. I like, I think we're at different points in our lives. Um, and like, you know, he lives in Tampa. I think he's moving to Chicago, but I'm, you know, I'm moving to LA and I, I don't do like long distance relationships. Um, so as far as me and Josh, I, I wish him the world, he deserves the world. Um, but I don't really see it working out between us. Um, and then Garrett has reached out since the show, obviously I feel like, 
I think he he thinks there are things to be said about the ending or like he didn't really mean what he said. Um, and he's he's talked about wanting to apologize to me, but I, I really haven't wanted to give him the time of day because like at the end of the day, whatever, like it's a reality TV show, even if I, I understand if even things were, you know, even if he like at the end of the day, he made that decision, even if it's a reality TV show, he made that decision. He made me look stupid. He made it was embarrassing for him and me. And I hope that him wanting to apologize isn't just because he realizes he looks stupid. I, if, if I do consider an apology, it would be because he actually wants to reconnect with me and like feel sorry, actually sorry for what he did. So um, until that happens, I'm, I'm trying not to think about it too much. I think um, in order for to me, in order for me to even consider an apology, it would have to be some like huge gesture. Um, so <laughs> like, I, I don't even know what you can do to come back at this point, but um, if he wants to apologize, that's great. That means he's working on himself and uh, I'll give him the chance to do that. Yeah. And kind of like what we talked about earlier, it's just, even if he did apologize, I don't, I don't know what to believe with this guy. Is he apologizing just because he wants to hook up? Like, is he, <laughs> is he saying it just to do that? I mean, you just don't know because right. I mean, shit, he did admit on the show. Like, yeah, I came in, I was 80% F boy, 20% nice guy. I'm leaving 60% F boy, 40% nice guy. Like, I don't, I don't know where this, <laughs> where this guy is. It, you know, he's, you know, he's hanging with Casey. We, I've, I've seen him online doing that, which is fine. If he wants to be friends with Casey, no one's going to, stop him but i just don't know he almost seems like such a character to where this isn't going to be the last show we see him on in reality tv i don't know what show he's going to do in the future but he almost seems like wants to keep his name out there wants to be on tv wants to play this role of bad boy i I don't know i just i don't know maybe i'm way off like i said i'm just judging this based on a 10 episode reality television show that is highly edited that I watched and, you know, just observing some things that he has, you know, said online, but it just seems like this guy is almost going to be a reality TV lifer and just keep <laughs> showing up on a bunch of shows, whether it's the challenge or I, I don't know something. Um, but I, I don't know, I guess we'll, I guess time will tell and, you know, we'll see, uh, what happens with you. So, you know, yeah. with that said, um, Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad you were the first person from this show that I, I got to talk to. I hopefully I can speak to more uh, going forward. Um, you're very brave for what you went through. I know a lot of people felt bad for you in that it was such a shocking twist. And what Garrett did, I think a lot of women really felt like. I think women's perception of you was like, you know, what the, when you made the decision to choose Garrett is like, what the fuck are you doing? And then when he right. went off on you and reacted the way he did, I think they felt for you. Like a, yeah. a 180 within a span of two minutes of how people felt about you in that moment. Have you, have you got, what's been the response to you that you've gotten? Um, it's been, it's been overall pretty good. Obviously I've been getting, well, I've been getting a lot of support from girls just being like, you're so strong. This is just the beginning. Like uh, I really felt for you at the end. And like, I'm so sorry, Garrett's such an asshole. And like, you know, I was afraid that I would look dumb because, you know, I chose like the most obvious F boy in there. Um, but nothing, <laughs> but like nothing, nothing could have prepared me for the end still. And um, I like I said, I have no regrets. If anything, 
I just hope it's an example for other women who have been in a, in a similar situation that's not on reality TV for everyone to see. Um, you know, there are F boys out there in real life and most of them probably won't be as bad as Garrett, but there are, you know, a lot of red flags that he showed that a lot of women can probably recognize. And for now, I think, you know, I made a statement at the end where like, I, um, I don't know if this was shown or not, but I, I said like, I came in here as a whole person comfortable with myself and I'm like leaving as a whole person and I you know nothing that Garrett can do or say could um you know change who I am and you just have to go forward with that and right now I'm just trying to focus on my career I'm trying to get into DJing and in the podcast world as well and um, I think people should be totally okay with being single like you don't need a guy to uh, be happy in life or make you feel complete like you definitely should feel completely happy on your own being single and working on your own stuff. And if a guy happens to come into your life, that's great, but don't go seeking approval um, by guys because their opinion really doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great to hear. Congratulations on that. Good luck with your uh, DJing. That's really cool that you're, that you're getting into that. And um, right. obviously we'll be following you. It's uh, uh, you know, on your Instagram account, on your Twitter account, keeping up to date. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll hear soon uh, the charity that the, uh, that the $100,000 is going towards. So, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, good luck with everything, and we'll be in touch. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you, you Steve. You got it. Appreciate it. Have a good one. <laughs> thank you so much to Sarah for that. Um, I hope you got to see and hear during an hour and 10-minute unedited interview um, a little bit more about her versus a 10-episode edited television show because I know that she was getting – a lot of shit, but you heard her right there. Like, look, I wasn't fooled guys. I knew the whole time he was an F boy, but it's my experience. And this is what I chose to do. And I felt horrible for her when Garrett said what he did at the end, but ultimately it worked out. She, like you said, she went in as a whole person, came out as a whole person. Um, she didn't change for anybody or anything. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that season. Season two is definitely going to have to be different. You just can't do the same exact thing. Even if you convinced the people on the show like they did for Too Hot to Handle season two, where they tried to pretend it wasn't, and then after 24 hours they told him, oh, by the way, you're on Too Hot to Handle, that wouldn't fly on F-Boy Island. It just, it, it, it's not going to matter. At some point they're going to find out they're on F-Boy Island, the television show, and they're all going to know pretty much what happened. And even if you get some guys on there that didn't watch the first season of F boy Island. Other guys will on that cast say, Oh, this is what happens. And if you're an F boy and she chooses you at the end, it's going to be, the decision is going to be yours. There's just, there's no way you could keep the same exact format, same exact twists. I think the biggest one without putting a lot of thought into it, I do think the biggest one is don't have the guys reveal that they are a nice guy or an F boy all season long. And then at the elimination, the final one, the girl chooses the guy, and based on her decision and who she chooses, that determines the money situation and who gets what. And even that, I haven't decided how that should play out. Not that I'm producing the show, but I'm certainly going to come up with ideas, and I'm going to throw a bunch of ideas out there and see if any of them stick because I know that the production team uh, behind this show, or at least some people on it, uh, you know, know that I cover it, listen to my opinion on it, see what I have to say about it, and um, whether they take what I say into account for next season. I don't know, but I'm going to throw some suggestions out there and see if uh, one of them runs with it. So um, thank you all for listening. Thanks again to Sarah for coming on. I really appreciate her doing that. So for Sarah, I'm reality, Steve. Thank you all for tuning in and we will talk to you next week.
See you.